0: If you don't sweat the small stuff to begin with and just concentrate on the bigger picture, you're gonna get disheartened if you don't see progress, if you don't see strength gains quickly. So just chip away at that small stuff and those big gains will come. What is going on Cultivate Family? I hope you are having a good week wherever it is that you're listening to this from. It is a Thursday for me. I came back from my best mate's wedding this weekend and it was so nice. I have known my bandmate Connor since I was like 17 and he got married to a woman that he met on tour at our first ever show in Antwerp in Belgium seven years ago and it was so wholesome. They got married on the bandstand in Whitby and then we just ate lots of nice food and it was wicked. I feel like my social battery has drained from it a little bit though so it's been nice taking a lot of this week to recharge mentally just because three or four days of socialing with a big group of people is very very tough for my brain. I'm sure you know the feeling. So I delved into my training this week, I've got quite a quiet week socially so I've been looking forward to getting my head down. A little update for you on my high rocks training. I've definitely found my limit with my coach, Tom. He wrote some stuff into my programming this week that I found really, really challenging. And I hit a bit of a brick wall with towards the end of one of the workouts this week. And I thought that was actually a really good thing because I haven't often felt like I've been pushed by coaches in the past. But I think I've also found the way that works best for me to push myself in an appropriate way during my workouts. And now that I have a goal in mind, a competition in mind, I know what I have to execute to get there. And I've really, really enjoyed that process. So if you're not necessarily training for anything in particular, maybe you're just training for long term health and whatnot, I would definitely recommend working towards something specific. I try and get all my humans in Fuzz Culture Club to do the same thing, whether it's getting that first full pull up or push up or whether it's entering... little run like a 5k or a 10k or some of my people are going to do high rocks with me as well next year. Having something fun like that to work towards, thats not a lot of pressure, but it's just a different way to enjoy your training. I think it's pretty cool. Anyways, it's October, it's really fucking cold. It's also nearly Halloween, which is lovely. However, It's just really fucking cold. It is Baltic outside in Yorkshire right now. And to any of my people that are in countries that are a lot colder than the UK, I'm really sorry. I am very fair weather. i got cold bones. What can I say? But in a couple of weeks, we're already going to be in November, last couple of months of the year which means I'll be starting to do my final last two intakes of the year for my one-to-one coaching program in Foss Culture Club. So if you're wanting to make a start before the end of the year, I would absolutely love to talk to you about that. Just fill in the form in the show notes. Let me know what you would like out of coaching. Let me know what you need help with and I'll get back to you straight away. I always reply to everyone. Even if I can't help you, I will tell you who can. So today's episode, I'm going to take you through all of the ways that I help people take their first steps into working out, into entering a gym, and how I help people that have maybe been out of the game for a while. They might have trained before, but it's been really long, and they have a few apprehensions and anxieties about taking those first steps to get back into a regular workout regime. So after you listen to today's episode, I really want you all to feel like you can take the first steps in your journey to joining and working out in a gym with some structure and a plan. And as a side note, if you haven't already listened to my episode on taking up space in the gym, go back a few episodes and listen to that after this one, because that episode I made to empower people to take up the space they deserve. Now we've all got to start somewhere. And I think one of the main reasons that entering the gym or entering a class or fitness space when we're a bit older can be so daunting is because we're having to actually get back into something or we're having to start something new. And if we have continuously moved from sports as a kid into the gym, into classes or sports as an adult, it's far less scary because it's consistent and continuous. And this is also why when we take a break from something, we can often be really, really anxious about actually going back into it. So for me, In the past couple of years, the first days of tour with my band are always so nerve-wracking because it's been a while between shows. It's been a while since I've toured because I'm not playing shows every night of my life anymore. Whereas in previous years, all I did was tour. So it was like second nature to me. And we can relate that to the gym as well. When we're going continuously, when we're doing sport or a class continuously, it doesn't feel scary. It doesn't feel daunting because it's just what we do. So often the hardest part is actually just showing up in the first place or signing up in the first place. So your first tip today is literally just to get a gym or get a home set up and get started. Shortlist the gyms in your area and see how they measure up in terms of distance from home, distance from work and the cost related to that. A lot of commercial gyms are about 20 quid a month depending on where you live. But if they're a good few miles from you, and they're not easily accessible by public transport and you don't drive, is that the right gym for you? Is the option that's £10 more that's closer going to be better because you're going to go more and get your money's worth out of it? So start to think about the cost and the distance and the accessibility of what gyms are available. Then when you've got that shortlist, ask for a look around that gym within its staffed hours. So commercial gyms that are 24 hours, they only have staff maybe from the morning to seven or eight o'clock at night. So make sure you visit in staff hours and ask for a look around. And if you're nervous about that, take a friend, take a partner with you for a little bit of solidarity. And so it doesn't just feel like you're going in there on your own. And for all my home workout people that are definitely not wanting to join a gym right now, have a look on Marketplace for some cheap workout gear. Everybody that had disposable income bought workout gear in the pandemic. And everybody now no longer needs it. It's gathering dust or it's taking up space that they don't want because they've gone back to the gym already. So that means that we can very much capitalize on that by buying this equipment at a cheap price because they're not necessarily looking to turn a profit on it. It's served their purpose. So we can take that off their hands. And remember to haggle. I am great at Facebook Marketplace. Obviously things like eBay, Gumtree, Craigslist for all my American people. But there is so much workout gear for cheap on those sites right now, post-pandemic. And as I always say, it doesn't have to be fancy. A simple setup to work out from home could be two or three sets of dumbbells. A light set and a heavy set, or a light, a medium, and a heavy set. So you've got a way to progress your workouts from light to heavy, and you've got options for upper body and lower body, because often we're going to be a lot stronger in our lower body. Now, with these first steps to joining a gym or getting a home set up, this is our initial commitment. Let's not overthink this. You can always try another gym and you can always sell or rebuy equipment. Just find that starting point and get started. That's the most important point I want to make here. The longer that you dwell on it, the more reasons your brain is going to come up with not to go or not to get started. For example, right now, as we're in mid-October, A lot of people are going to be thinking, ah, well it's almost the end of the year, I'll start next year. Just start now, no matter how busy you are. If this is something you want to do, let's commit. Even if it's shorter workouts, less sessions, just find your starting point and get started. The next step is knowing what the hell do we actually do now that we've joined the gym or got the dumbbells for home. This is maybe the place where most people will fall off because it gets overwhelming. They've got the gear, they've got the membership, but they've got no plan. So let's make a plan. Often in the gym, people are just going to do 10 minutes on the cross trainer, a couple of machines, go home, come back a few days later and repeat. Now, first off, that is pretty dull. It's not very stimulating for our mind. It also doesn't progress because there isn't a set end goal with a place to progress to. And it's the same for home workouts. So you may have heard of the term progressive overload. If you haven't, Progressive overload means gradually increasing the intensity or difficulty of your workouts over time. So when I write a program for my one-to-one clients, that program will progress every single week. So whether that's more reps, less rest time, more sets, more weight, there's always some sort of progression every week that's small that will get them that 1% better every week. Progressive overload is what makes you progress. And that in turn actually makes things fun. What's also cool about it is it makes you visualize your progress. If you record your sets and reps and weights, you can see that improve over time. The app that I use with all of my people, whether they're a one-to-one person or they're on one of my group programs, they fill in everything on there and they can see in that app the very first time they squatted, was that four kilograms? Because three months later, they're doing 30. And the visualization of how much you've come on by recording that data can be a really, really motivational tool, especially for the days where we're not feeling like we're making any progress. But those small gains add up and when you can zoom out and see the bigger picture and feel the bigger picture, this is where you're gonna get that fire in your belly to train a little bit more, to push that little bit harder when you feel like it. A lot of us are a little bit competitive with ourselves. We wanna see ourselves improving on something. And it's so easy to get frustrated when you maybe try and do a push-up or a pull-up for the first time and you can't get there. But having a plan that can get you there is so important. If my people come to me and they say, Lucinda, I want to be able to do a full press-up, I'm not just going to tell them to try it every single week and hope that they get a bit stronger. We're going to map out a plan together that takes them from a scaling option all the way up to working towards that full press up. It has a start point and it has an end point, And that's why knowing what to do and having a plan is so important. I'll stop banging on about having a plan now and let's talk about actually picking one. How do we know how to pick one? How do we find one? And oh my God, there is just so many. It's a lot. So let's unpick that a little bit together. Whose content do you like if you follow anyone within the fitness industry? Who do you vibe with? Whose personality seems like it's your flavor? Because I very much know whose content I'm drawn to and whose content I wanna run a thousand miles from when it comes to everything fitness and nutrition. When you found a handful of coaches or people or content creators that have plans, I want you to ask, whose morals are in line with yours? And are these people inclusive and accessible for your needs? Are they gonna get you where you need to be without you going against your morals when it comes to your health and well-being? Signing up to some sort of 12-week shred with a bodybuilder coach isn't necessarily gonna be for the person that just wants to work out and move their body a bit more for long-term health, you know? Then, at this point, we wanna identify how much help we actually need. You might have already tried a couple of workouts that you found online, or you might have done a few Instagram workouts that people have put up, or you might have gone to the gym and tried a few machines. How much help do you need on your journey when you're getting started? You might think I need full on one-to-one support with guidance and accountability and form checks and someone that I can message with all of my questions that I wouldn't necessarily know where to go to ask those questions. Do you just feel like you want a workout plan that you can follow because having that plan is gonna give you some structure? Or do you feel like you want a community group and it's not as hands-on as maybe something that you do one-on-one but you can do your thing with some like-minded people, make a few pals and have a little bit of a community and a place where you can ask questions? Which one of those sounds like it's going to be a good fit for you right now? You might not know right now and that's cool, let's just keep it in mind. Now the next thing is going to be what's your budget and everybody hates that question and a lot of Coaches don't talk about budgets and money, but it's a factor that makes something accessible to one person and doesn't to another. So I always want to talk about money and budgets for coaching. It's important. It's why I have all of my pricing transparently listed on my website. It's why I have multiple options that start from 14 quid for someone to start because it's so important that people can start at an affordable place. So first up, Do you need something completely free? Because there are so many free workouts and programs online and they might not have all the bells and whistles on and they might not be the most amazing thought out plans, but they are a plan nonetheless. If you do have a little bit of a budget to pay a little bit every month, things like app subscriptions or online programming options are going to be a really, really good shout They might be a step up from a free PDF that you find online. They might allow you to record your sets and reps in an app, or there might be a coach that does a programming only option. So if you've got a small amount of budget on top of your gym membership or your equipment, that's going to be your next step. For those of you that might have a bit more disposable income, you might want to pay a one-to-one online coach or in-person coach, which is anywhere from around £40 a week, depending on where you live, who your coach is, etc. I'm in the North, so I know I'm cheaper than people in the South because the cost of living is very, very different. So our three options are finding a resource that is free, that's going to give you some structure and give you a starting point, finding some sort of subscription or group format where you pay a little bit every month, But it's not one to one coaching costs or finding that one to one coach for as much support as you need if you have the means to. Once you've decided this, that's when you start reaching out to those coaches, doing those free trials, finding a good fit for you. Research some plans, research your coaches, talk to coaches. We aren't all salesy. I'd say every good coach that I've ever met just wants to help the right people and they won't be salesy with you. They'll offer you a little bit of advice, they'll lay out their options. If you're anything like me and you can't help someone, you'll send them to someone that can, you know? So do your research and do some trials and find that starting point. It might be that you just start on a free plan that you found online. If you find that's not helpful, you might then Find a paid one. If you find that you still need more support, that's when you might start looking into one-to-one options. So now is the fun bit. Now we execute. We found our people, we found our coach, or we found our plan. We've signed up to our gym or we bought some equipment. This is where it gets actually fun and the admin is all gone. We've done it. We've done the hard bit. So we want to try our first choice of method. And I want you to try it consistently for at least a month. If you miss a workout, do not quit. That doesn't mean that you failed. Just pick it up and go again. For everyone that's been joining Superhuman in the last couple of weeks, a few people missed a workout and asked me if they should double up the next week. And all I told them was just crack on. This is a progressive program. Just dive straight back in and give yourself grace if you miss a workout. It's absolutely fine. If you can roughly train on your chosen method for 30 days, and show up 70 to 80% of the time. That is incredible and it's a good measure of whether you're actually enjoying this or not because your enjoyment is important. When you're about a month or six weeks into whatever you've chosen to try, this is the point where we maybe evaluate mentally how it's gone. You could even journal it if you wanted to. Are you enjoying the plan? Is it working? Are you fired up to go and do it? Would you change anything if you could? This is why I do a weekly check-in with my one-to-one people. I ask them what more support they need from me. I ask them if they want any changes. It's good to evaluate week on week. And if you're just following a plan and don't have someone there one-to-one, then being self-sufficient and proactively checking in and evaluating yourself is so important. If it's not working for you, That's when we change it. We've executed, it hasn't worked, so let's go on to the next thing. It's absolutely fine to keep trying. It doesn't mean that you failed. And most importantly, if your goal as a beginner or as someone getting back to exercise is to start, make sure you keep going. If something doesn't feel right, it's okay to tweak it. If you miss a few workouts, it's okay to pick it up and go again. Once you have that growth mindset of keeping going instead of stopping and starting every time, That's going to put you in a place where you can work out for life and not feel guilt for missing sessions. So we've picked a way that we're going to work out. We've picked a plan. We've executed that plan. We've maybe tweaked a few things. My final tip for this episode is sweat the small stuff first, not the big stuff. Your sleep, your hydration, your nutrition, your consistency in showing up, all those small things concentrate on those day by day and very soon they are going to build into that bigger picture if you don't sweat the small stuff to begin with and just concentrate on the bigger picture you're going to get disheartened if you don't see progress if you don't see strength gains quickly so just chip away at that small stuff and those big gains will come chase them daily before you chase the wider goal because it will happen if you sweat the small stuff. So to all my beginners out there, to all my people that have taken a break and want to get back into it, I hope it's been helpful. If you are struggling with that starting point and need a bit of guidance, there's a lot of things that we can do and I'm always more than happy to offer advice to anyone that needs it. I've got a seven day free trial of my superhuman trans mass beginner plan. And I also have spaces for one-to-one coaching from November. So I'm going to put my little form in the show notes. Drop me a line. Let me know what you're struggling with. Let me know what you need help with most. And I'll get back to you and I'll let you know if I can help. So that's it for today. I'm going to go and hit my third session of the week. And hopefully that will warm me up a little bit because, my God, did I mention that it's cold? (laughs) As always, Cultivate Family. Take it easy. I'm out.